0: Okay, so today I'm going to talk about some of the notes that I took when I was listening to the Venture Stories podcast with Justin Kahn. So a lot of you might know who Justin is. He's currently working on this uh, company called Atrium, but he's probably most uh, well-known for founding Twitch. And he had about an hour hour and 15-minute discussion that was pretty um, shocked by how honest he was. So let's jump into some of the key ideas. So he says, I used to think a lot about how other people would describe me. I wanted to optimize for how other people thought about me And for my Wikipedia page, I don't really care anymore. What you think about me today won't really matter in 10 years, in 50 years. It all just fades away. You probably won't remember me at all. That's just life. And um, this thinking actually reminded me of uh, one of my favorite quotes from the founder of AngelList, Naval Ravikant. I want to read it to you. It's this idea. I have it. This actually saved on my phone. And so, what the idea of life is truly, if you think about it's a one-player one player game. Um, it says, life is a single-player game. You're born alone. You're going to die alone. All of your interpretations are alone. All of your memories are alone. You're gone in three generations and no one cares. Before you showed up, nobody cared. It's all single-player. Now, I just want to point out something. Some people might think this is like nihilistic. I think it's the exact opposite. I think first of all it's just an observable truth you can you can i mean how often do you spend how much of your day do you spend thinking about people that lived 500 years ago or even 100 years ago or how about this how much of your day do you spend thinking about other people um and to me it's not nihilistic at all it's freeing it allows you to to frame uh, like what you do every day and, and and the ideas and dreams that you may have as they're your own, they're special. It doesn't matter what other people think about them. And if you think about that, uh, we're all afraid of, you know, we're social creatures, we're all afraid of, you know, uh, people making fun of us, calling us dumb, saying our idea is stupid, but they're not, none of that is permanent because nothing is permanent. We're not permanent. And so to me, when I hear quotes like Justin's and quote like Naval, quote like it's very freeing. It's like, okay, this is what I know in my soul I want to do. And I'm going to continue, you know, whether people... Uh, think highly of it or not. It's something that's important to me, and, and I want to live my life my way. Um, so I think that's actually, I, I really appreciated him starting the podcast with just, hey, you know I, I, you know, I used to optimize for this. I think a lot of people did and still do. I realized it didn't really matter. what really, and the, the, the things in life, there's other things that are more important. That doesn't mean you don't want to be good at what you do. It doesn't mean you don't want to be well-liked. It's just we know that it's not the most important thing. So um, he's going to continue this. He says, I started a bunch of companies and most of them failed, Justin TV, exec, et cetera, et cetera. One of them worked, that was Twitch, and we sold that to Amazon. And now this is how him, uh, this is Justin trying to, uh, this is Justin being honest about um, like what the, what's the impact? Because I was like, wow, you sold a billion dollar company. You know, we're all like founders and entrepreneurs, like that's extremely impressive. You know, it's a goal. It's a lot of what a lot of people uh, work towards. I'm not saying it's the only goal, but it's definitely you know talked about a lot. And he said, um, "But I've got to—I've sold a company for a billion dollars, but I've got to tell you, none of that affected my baseline happiness and well-being in a lasting way. No amount of success has delivered that to me. You think it will, but that never works. I wish someone would have told me that ten years ago." And so um, we kind of know this because in Founders Podcast we're going through and now we're up to what, 60 something biographies and autobiographies of entrepreneurs, and we kind of understand that, you know, like you, you need to occupy yourself, you need to have uh, something that you wanna do every day, but this idea that you can be an unhappy person and then reach a goal and suddenly be transformed into an unhappy person, it's just not true. And you see that throughout history. The, the uh, hu- humanity's been talking about this problem for thousands of years. You're even gonna go back to Seneca, so I'm gonna use an example of that uh, right now. Uh, a few months ago, I listened to the audiobook. Um, So actually let me just read my note in the book a guide to the good life the ancient art of stoic joy It talks about the difference between natural and unnatural desires a natural desire uh, Natural desires like thirst for water can be satisfied So if you're thirsty you can satisfy the desire if you're hungry just think about all the stuff like your that your biology needs Um, Food water sex shelter things like that. So those are natural desires. They, They can actually be fulfilled, right? so once you take a drink of water like you're not, you're going to want to drink again in the future, but you've temporarily satiated that desire. Um, so unnatural desires, uh, like luxury items, cannot are selling a billion dollar company. So Seneca uses the example of a friend that becomes magnificently wealthy. And keep in mind, these this, these words were written 2,500 years ago, <laughs> and Justin's experiencing the same thing today. So what do we always say on the podcast, or what do I always say on the podcast, rather? There is no we. Um, You know, history doesn't repeat. Human nature does. And this is another example of human nature staying relatively constant. So um, unnatural desires like luxury ideas could not. Seneca uses the example of a friend that becomes magnificently wealthy. This is an example from the book. His house has marble floors and gold. His clothes are royal purple, which is really funny because they that was like a scene like a sign of uh, luxury in in their time. If the robe you wore was dyed purple. (laughs) Humans are strange. and all this does all this does not make him happy. He just craves more luxury. That is because a desire for luxury is not a natural desire. So materialism, all kind of other unnatural desires, um, you're going to have them. Once you get there, it's called the hedonic treadmill. You're like, okay, I got used to this. Now, this isn't good enough, so let me go find something else and keep keep going, uh, like keep trying to push the goalposts far, farther and farther away. And I'm not telling you not to be driven. I am obviously extremely driven. That'd be hypocritical. I just realized that that's not going to make me happy, that I, do, that I work on things because I need to be creative and I want to like feel like I'm making progress, but I'm no, under no illusion that I can be unhappy and then some kind of accomplishment makes me happy or some dollar amounts going to make me happy. No, you got to be happy first. They can be supplements to your life, but they're not, um, they're not cures. Um, okay. So now we're going to get a little bit, we're going to talk more about that in a a minute because he has this whole framework on trying to like fix his, his mental health. And there's just a lot of surprising stuff in the podcast. So I, I, I think, um, I just really, really enjoyed this episode. So it says, um, he talks about, I started a company called Atrium, which is a full stack tech enabled law firm for startups. It has been stressful, ups and downs. Oftentimes it feels like more downs than up. And this is, isn't this, now again, from the outside perspective, what he's about to say sounds crazy, but he was even, you might think what uh, he's about to say, like he thought as well. So he says, I thought surely I've mastered the game of startups by now, but there's always more to learn. The stress is just as bad as any other of the other startups, meaning the startups he did in his past. So he says, I was looking for a, de- uh, for, for a way to deal with all this stress. It felt like I was floating in the ocean after a shipwreck, and I was looking for a piece of wood to hold on to. Now keep in mind, he's having these experiences after. He's already sold a company for a billion dollars, after he's passed the need to work anymore. So this this idea that, again, it d- that... There's a solution to, to the human struggle. There's just not. So uh, there's things that you can do to to, to advocate that feeling, but you have to, to work on yourself first and be content and be happy. And I think he's gotten to that point. So he's going to talk about that. He says, I needed a set of practices that would enable me to add a little more calm in my life. Things like meditation, things like removing my attachment to outcomes. I now do this regularly and it has been working. So I also left a note in the email. Um, Justin published what he calls his Feeling Good program. So you can read the whole thing there. Um, It's a Google Doc. It's about three pages long. I'd recommend uh, reading it. It's worth your time. Um, So he's asked the question, you don't need to work anymore. Why start another company? And he says, I think humans are wired to want to build stuff, to have creative outlets. I 100% agree with that. And he makes a really good point too, like the benefit of having a company, especially for curious, creative people. Which if you're listening to to my voice right now, most likely you you are one of these people or else you'd be wasting your time doing something else. (laughs) So it says, a company can be your vehicle for continuous learning. I love that idea. Not just the first few years, but 10 or 20 years in the future. That is the stage I'd like to get to, meaning running the same company for a long time. If you get the chance to run a company for such a long time, that is a huge blessing. There are so many things you can learn from that experience. And I added my own personal note. I think this, what he's describing is the holy grail for entrepreneurs. I know a lot of people think they want to start a company and sell it, but Justin did that. And then what happens? You have nothing to do. <laughs> you, like you're going to want to start something else. And if you've just sold your best idea, that's probably not, you're probably not in the most, in the best position you could be. And then think, think of it like this. There's plenty of people that can run a company for a year, for two years, for five years, but that that percentage Keeps getting a smaller and smaller and smaller the longer you go. The reason I keep talking about it on Founders Podcast about um, like people like Yvonne Chouinard, who's been running Patagonia for forty, like he's written bo- a book that subtitles "What We Learned from the First Forty Years of Patagonia." Like he's in an enviable, enviable, enviable position because so few people get to run and control their company for what is essentially a lifetime. Um, so, I, I, my personal opinion, I think that's the holy grail. Um, so now he's going to talk a little bit about what Atrium is doing. And again, um, we, we talk about, I talk about incentives a lot, most of which I learned from people like Charlie Munger. Um, and he hits on a, a big problem with the, the legal field in the United States. And he says, Atrium decided to charge subscription prices because the incentive, it, that incentivizes us to figure out how to lower costs. It incentivizes us to improve over time. Compare that to a traditional law firm which uses an hourly billing model. They aren't incentivized to improve over time. I would add they're, they're not incentivized to lower costs either. It's the opposite. Um, I want to change the incentives for legal work. And he also made the point, like if he's able to accomplish this goal, this is a massive success because literally every single company needs at some point legal work. All right, so um, he has a saying, he says there are startups that fail because of bad management and there are startups that succeed and still have bad management. Um, management is a skill that you learn by doing very few people are just naturally good managers so that that whole thing you might be asking yourself, well how do they succeed if they have bad management because they have a really good product and there's a market ready for that product that doesn't mean that they're gonna hold on to that success though and I do like his idea this this echoes um, my probably my all-time favorite quote about entrepreneurship is Peter Drucker that entrepreneurship is not an art or a science it's a practice And what Justin's telling us here is management is a practice. It's a skill that you learn by doing, and it's it's very few people uh, come about the skill naturally. So you have to work at it. All right. What Justin looks for in coworkers. Here's some traits: people that take ownership and responsibility. Yes, low ego, uh, low ego, low ego, and willing to do whatever it takes. Um so he they get a lot of customers from content marketing. Uh we've talked a lot about that this week uh on these notes. Uh um we learned a few days ago it's the fastest growing segment of advertising. So it says the content marketing strategy for Atrium was taken directly from YC's playbook, meaning Y Combinator. If you are helpful to the entrepreneurial community and share information that is helpful helpful to people, then they will like you. So that's what and that's what he's doing to get to get customers. And um, He says, I used to think there was one way to start a company, two guys in a room talking to customers and programming something different, Uh, excuse me, and programming something, sorry. Um, Let me repeat that because I just stumbled over my own words. I used to think there was one way to start a company, two guys in a room talking to customers and programming something. Obviously, he's using the word guys, but it'd be girls too. Um, But there are many different ways to do it. Look at Beats by Dre. Who would have guessed that a rapper and a producer could start a $3 billion company when they entirely outsource their product? That's completely the opposite of the YC way, but there are many ways to skin a cat. I also would add something to that. I think there's there's something you could find interesting and learn from almost every business. Um, yeah, I've definitely learned that since starting Founders Podcast and, and reading all these books, but I'm also doing that because now I'm up to what, like 150, 200 of these notes, something like that. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of notes that if you go back to the archive and look and they're just, they're in every single instance, I learned something new or a good idea that I just want to keep or steal or copy. Um, and you know, they come from all kinds of different businesses. So I, I really appreciate what Justin was saying here. Um, and then he says, the best people are always learning. They have a growth mindset. They are learning about what is the next thing coming. I'm always impressed by the dedication to learning. So am I. I also saw a tweet. I, I, I went to look for it, but I can't find it anymore. But it says something like the internet is widening the gap between those that want to learn and those that want to be entertained. Oh, It gave me goosebumps when I heard it. That's crazy because I think it's accurate. Uh, for a curious person that wants to learn, that nobody is stopping you. You have the sum of all human knowledge <laughs> at your fingertips. Um, but the the uh, the other side of that is that um, the other side of that is that you could literally entertain yourself um, to death. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I want to look for something. Uh, there's a quote. I had to pause. I'm back because I I have to find this quote. Um, That I love and I found it So it comes from um, this guy named Costas Grammatis And it's on the line with what we're talking about In the sense that like there is a widening The internet can widen the gap between people that want to learn And people that just want to be entertained to death So it says the internet taught me nearly everything I know It is the modern day equivalent of the library of Alexandria Except it is much harder to burn to the ground It is indispensable for realizing human rights Combating inequality Accelerating development And quickening the pace of human progress Okay, and one more uh, note from this podcast and we'll close – or from from Justin uh, Khan and we'll close on this. And I'll just encourage you to try to be the latter of the person that he is um, describing here. And he says, when you found a company, you will experience struggle, pain, and problems. Some people hit those things and they give up. Other people hit them and they get stronger.